0: Welcome back to Mining Stock Daily with me, Paul Harris. Today, we're talking about gold development in Canada, and I have great pleasure to be joined by Matt Manson, President and CEO of Marathon Gold. Good afternoon, Matt.
1: Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me.
0: thank you for coming on Um, lots to talk about you've recently put out a uh, an updated uh, feasibility study for the valentine gold project the valentine gold development in uh, newfoundland and labrador in canada um there's quite an interesting set of numbers there and some sort of changes to the uh the, the development plan compared to the, the previous study, which was um in early 2021, if I'm not mistaken. Can you yeah. sort of uh, run us through some of some of the highlights there?
1: Well the, the, the principal change is, is a very simple one. I mean we're going from a mine, a mine based upon marathon and method, to a three-bit mine. So we're incorporating Berry into the mine schedule after you know two years of exploration work in Berry. So I think we where you know that has given us um a, a bigger mineral reserve, a, a longer mine life and, and most importantly a better production profile we're now kind of uh, you know essentially at two hundred thousand ounces a year for for a twelve year period. Everything else though stays the same in terms of the design of the mine. Uh, tailings is the same camp infrastructure, power, uh, um, mills right? um, it's like a bolt-on study with Barry um and its associated waste rock facility water management etc i mean you know it, you know the beginning of 21 is it feels like a lifetime ago i mean in terms of this business the number we put out this week is essentially last week i'm sorry is essentially tracking that, that earlier guidance um and operating costs are up as well because everything is has, has changed in that two-year period so so the project we are presenting in this updated feasibility is the one that we're going to be developing and i think it stands up very well
0: okay um just to sort of recap some of the other things you, you can increase the plant size you've increased the head grade as well um and that um, and one of the results of that is an increase to the the strip ratio which means more sort of capitalized uh stripping uh in, in the sustaining capital column as well um and all of these that, things
1: yeah not quite actually i'll jump in okay. here we We didn't change the plant size. It's exactly the same mill, starting at two and a half million tons a year, going to four. Strip ratio has gone up. But that reflects what we did mid-year, which is we presented a a tightened up mineral resource estimate where we restricted volumes of ore. And that had a beneficial impact on grade. So the ore that's now reporting to the same mill has a higher average grade um, uh, with a higher average strip. the the bump in production profile is actually coming from the ability to move between three ore bodies and optimize where we get ore and where the waste is. So you know, put all that into the hopper, and and we have a you know higher head feed, higher strip on on the same mill with with more gold production. So uh, slight variation on how you described it, but uh, uh, that's that's how it's come about.
0: Okay, and, and that's obviously the point of having this call is for you to describe it in your own words because um, you obviously understand it a, a lot better than I do. And um, having the the three your bodies, I imagine, gives you sort of greater operational flexibility as well, doesn't it? Because you're you're not just looking to get mineral out of you know one place, and that that can create bottlenecks or unexpected bottlenecks. So having multiple ore sources um, is definitely a positive.
1: Yeah, so we're we're running all three. We're supposed to run all three pits at the same time essentially they overlap each other and that allows us then to chase great so you know we've got a if we've got a good bench going um uh, at a particular ore body uh you know we'll, we'll follow that you know when, when that ends we have the ability to look at you know one of the other two for a principal ore supply we've got more flexibility on salt power management salt power supply, um, more, more flexibility about how we deploy a mining fleet um, so, um, so yeah, the principal benefit from having three pits here is the is the flexibility of the mining. We haven't we haven't used the additional ore body as a an opportunity to expand the mill. We've just used the additional ore body as an opportunity to optimize the quality of the ore that's going to the existing mill.
0: So, it, it, under this, this scenario, it's very much uh, that the mine plans can be very much front lit, front end loaded with the, the high grade to I guess to sort of maximize or optimize the payback.
1: Yeah, I mean, we start off with a two and a half million tonne a year a mill, and we're mining at you know four million tons. I mean, we mine you know at, at that higher rate early on, so we're really optimizing in those three years to the maximum degree the quality and the head feed of the ore is going to the mill. and The distribution of the resource in the pits allows us to do that, and then and then we, we that that then begins to become a little bit less optimal by year four, and grade begins to drop off. And that's when we throw the switch from the expansion of the mill to 4 million tons, and that keeps the production profile somewhat flat so you know it's been a priority of ours to not have a declining production profile to have a flat production profile maybe and that was a priority in the procedure it's same strategy then, and it's the same strategy now and that gives us a, an average of 195 thank you matt
0: now um your construction's already underway you've already Invested several tens of millions of dollars into the project, and you've got what is it, 460 million, 463 million Canadian in the initial capex uh, remaining to spend. Um, let, let's talk about the the development. Um, what what are the, the sort of key things or timelines that we can expect to see coming into 2023 as, as you execute on the development?
1: Well, I think we've been we've been doing our early works through the fall, so that's been temporary camp grubbing. Putting in haulage roads, pads, and and stripping at Leprechaun for construction materials. That's so the early works are in support of the heavier lifting, which starts really January, February. So that is major civils. So that's when we start doing uh, foundations for mill and major facilities. That's when we start doing the construction of the berm for the tailings facility. So we're kind of ramping up that mining operation right now with our own equipment and our own people with Leprechaun. For that construction material for those jobs, and then the, the permanent camp also goes in goes in in February, and and that'll have 400 beds. So we're, we're we're building this mine with the philosophy of having having the, the the permanent living facilities in first rather than last. That's a specific philosophical choice whenever you're building a mine, um, and so you've got your your best up for success with the people at the site. Um, and then you know we go through into the summer, then we're doing you know. Tailings are very important to us. Uh, we you know, in terms of critical path and schedule, we're doing the liner. There's a partial of uh, polypropylene liner on the tailings facility, um, which needs to be put down during summer months. So that's a that's a a, a gateway issue for us in terms of the seasonality of construction. Uh, pouring concrete on foundations before the end of the year, doing steel work and fabrication of major facilities through into the winter. And then we're going inside for for uh, for mill, you know, in 2024, and then commissioning second half of 24 into the fall, and then first ore to the mill, uh, kind of latest end of 24. The power line arrives at the site end of next summer, um, so we're energized with grid power for the kind of the heavy lifting of the major facilities and equipping the major facilities in 24
0: busy couple of years um now in in the you know you you put out reports earlier this year about uh you know how, how the inflationary impacts are impacting the costs of the project now that you're into the construction period and some people some observers argue that uh've we're, we're currently experiencing sort of peak inflation um is there the possibility that some of those higher costs will start to sort of pair back, and potentially you see the cost of some things coming down as you progress with the the execution of the project?
1: So our our, our costs and our updated feasibility are, are Q3 costs. So the the first thing I'll say about them is that you should compare them to what producers have been reporting in their in their in their Q3 financials, rather than. You know study that may be a year or two old so very very current and fresh because we're in the we're in the labor market hiring people, we're procuring things we're we're we are consuming things so so very, very fresh cost what we have seen and this is part of our confidence paul but actually going making a construction decision and going this fall, because what we saw during the first half of this year was a big which was a big step change in cost right so you had in the first six months of this year you had suppliers changing the price books every few weeks you know, you had you had vendors unable to give you delivery times or equipment because they didn't understand how their supply chains were working, um, and 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 you weren't. You know, when you're trying to put a budget together, you know, in the, in the good old days, you would get 90 days terms. On you know, you're going for the price of a pump. The vendor or pump vendor will give you 90 days terms, and so you you go and get all your pricing, you build the budget, and then you kind of lock up the, the pricing. We were getting like two week terms the first half of this year. People weren't willing to actually stand by their pricing for more than a couple of weeks. So that all ended in the summer. So over the summer, things stabilized, and we even saw the prices of certain things, and manufactured components of mills, for example, they began to pull back a little bit. Uh, labor inflation continued through the through the summer, and if you talk to any miner or any mine developer right now, that is the big challenge, right? It's a tight labor market, and 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 it's an expensive labor market, and and. Inflation, I think, in labour costs continued through the through the summer. Um, I think that has begun to settle down a little bit, certainly for us, I think, in our local labour market in Newfoundland and our labour market is a big labour market because there's a lot of Newfoundlanders working elsewhere in Canada. So we've got a big pool of people there, but they're all in different locations. Um, so I think I think you'd never want to ever forecast but um, have costs stabilized such that you can commit to a capital project with the proper allowance for contingency and growth and have a prospect of actually hitting those targets. uh, That is the the confidence that we are are seeing and that we are reflecting in our commitment to move forward. Um, There is a fundamental thesis in this business that uh, 2022 and 2021 might prove to have been bad years to build a mine based on 2020 numbers, but will 23 and 24 prove to have been good years to build a mine based on 22 numbers? You know, we're making that bet. Uh, so far, so good. Um, you know, timing is everything in the mining business. But uh, um, you know, we are we are beginning. We, we didn't reflect any uh, meaningful change in our capex estimate when we put it out last week compared to what we were getting at the beginning of September um and and that's uh you know that, that's a meaningful thing to have done right so um i think things are stabilizing we, we hope and and think and we think we've got a good uh, runway here to build this project
0: thank you matt it sounds from your comments that <clears throat> if there if there's any if there is any price risk it's to the downside rather than to the upside
1: uh well uh <laughs> um uh, price books in terms of you know, things, or? well, the
0: prices will come. You know, if if they're going to move at all, they're going to come down rather than go up.
1: Y- yeah. Again, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know, I mean, you know, prices. Well, let don't let, come let out, me right? say that <laughs>
0: rather than you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think I think all the suppliers and vendors and all and, and the labour market has taken the opportunity in the last twelve months to sort of you know change their price books, right? And it's going to take a take a lot for them to change them back again. So so um, you know things are locked in. But but what we need what we need is stability. Right. And if we get stability, we can move forward. And, and we're seeing we're seeing stability.
0: Okay. Thank you, Matt. Cool. Well, let's talk about some other numbers that hopefully you do want to go up. Um through throughout this year, the it's been a tough time, it's been a tough market for junior gold developers. And with the some of the things you've been talking about, the, the, the cost escalation, the, the share price of marathon gold has has taken quite a big hit um this year. So um, what, what's your plan to try and let's say rebuild investor confidence in Marathon Gold in Valentine and and build that share price back up? What what, what are the steps there?
1: Well, I, I think we're not alone in that. I mean, you could pose that question to any kind of gold miner right now more than most because we've been we've been doing things that. Um, that are difficult. You know, we've been raising capital, we've been making construction decisions, we've been buying things, and, and we're, we're, you know, it's less about drill results and, and milestone for us. And it's more about the the bread and butter of actually delivering a project. So our our job now is to recognise the fundamental value in the asset, which 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 is there, um, and execute upon that and deliver that. Right. Um, we're not presenting a project here that's kind of gussied up. Right. We're we're not presenting costs that are unrealistic or or uh, our 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 resources are confident in or uh or um you know a mining methodology or a mill that we we don't stand behind this is a project that's designed to work in every aspect right it's designed to 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 reflect uh reality so um we are now going to execute upon that uh we're not blinds to the upside potential of this project and there's going to be a healthy exploration focus that we'll maintain during the build, because I think that is what has been so successful for us in the last couple of years in particular. Frankly, it's allowed us to present a bigger project with more ounces in the face of all that cost escalation, which which has been a terrific opportunity we've had. I'm talking about bringing, bringing in berry, which was just discovered in early 2020. So um, the, the, there's 32 kilometres here of real estate that's got a lot of smoke, and and it behooves us now to 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 really go after that. So you're going to see a lot of discovery-oriented exploration from it. So that's part of the that's part of the the, the strategy, and always has been the fundamental strategy. Though is is delivering a project that's going to you know deliver 200,000 ounces a year for 12 years at surface in Newfoundland for about a thousand ASIC, and and that's a fundamentally valuable proposition. And um, you know, and we're we're going to deliver that.
0: Well, absolutely. But let, let's talk to that a little bit, you know, looking forward into the future, um, having a sort of 200,000 ounce a year um, operation for more than 10 years um, in, in this environment, going into what many people think will be a higher precious metals environment. And that's obviously, a, a, you know, potentially great timing. And given the, the scarcity of these kind of projects in Canada and elsewhere in the world, um, M&A activity is starting to heat up. As you get closer to that, so, you know, first goal pool, do you expect um, Marathon to become a, an M A target for a for a bigger company?
1: Um, yeah, it's a really difficult question for me to answer. I mean, um, uh, uh, you know, of, of, of course, I mean, we're we're fleeting opportunity for everybody. You know, again, my mantra here is two hundred thousand ounces at surface, thousand days, for twelve years plus. Sitting in the middle of Newfoundland, hydroelectric power, road accessible, Crown land, right? I mean, uh, I mean, we're we're the bee's knees, right? So, um, so the answer to your question is yes, absolutely. We 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 shouldn't probably are on everyone's radar screen. Like um, this stuff is always uh, shareholder driven at the end of the day, right? Do shareholders want to see you know transactions? The shareholders want to see focus. You know, it's the shareholders want to see companies returning capital. Um, If 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 you know, shareholders want to see companies transact, and there are willing buyers, willing sellers, and valuation multiples line up. um, uh, You know, then it will happen. Those having all those ducks line up is relatively rare thing um, in mining. But uh, you know, we might be seeing now a bit of a change in the wind. Uh, in terms of what shareholders want to see happen in the in the mining space i think there is a sense and i'm just talking here in general terms not marathon specific but there's a, a sense that there's kind of consolidation is required and and there's you know there's too many companies i mean that's a that's a refrain of a lot of the institutional investors in the gold space um so you know let's see what happens but you know we're heads down right're we're, we're building the mine we're, we've been steadily de-risking it now for for, for the last two to three years, de-risking in terms of the quality of the resource, you know the the, the operating criteria, the cost estimates, um, you know whether whether it's a it's a if a project that, that that Marathon operates or it's a project that somebody else operates, it'll be a great project. And the same project in both cases, and that's what we're focused on.
0: Well, thank you, Matt. Well, let's end on a high note. What are you most excited about? or What are you most looking forward to next year?
1: You know, um, I've done this before. This is the third mine I've been involved in the building of. I was a, a, a VP junior guy um, at, when DIVIC was built by Rio Tinto. I was working for ABRA, the G V partner, and I was at the privilege of seeing Rio deliver DIVIC on budget and on schedule. I was the CEO of Stormy Diamonds when the Renard mine was built on budget and on schedule, both still operating. So uh, for someone like me, the best time of this is is the build period when you're getting the monthly reports in when you're visiting the site, you're seeing all the optimism of the team, the optimism of new employees and communities, and something getting created out of nothing. That is by far and away the very best period. Um, you know, I used to stay at Stornoway in my job for CEO as CEO during the build was to sit back and watch the magic happen. And 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 you know, you go to our site now, and the optimism is terrific, the, the, the morale, the attitude you know uh it's just great so that it's the people stuff it's the it's the optimism it's the enthusiasm it's the can-do attitude that, that's what i'm most looking forward to in the next couple of years
0: excellent well i wish you the best of luck with the uh the ongoing development and the, the build out um marathon gold trades on the tsx under moz matt manson president and ceo thank you very much for joining us today thanks paul and that's all from me paul harris stay tuned for more from mining stock daily